This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even touch. Hurts, heaping, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by Bleed Podcast Network and sponsored by BetOnline.ag, the best sports betting website around. The holiday season's around the corner. Go make some extra cash on BetOnline.ag. It will match your initial deposit up to 50% when you use promo code Bleav, B-L-E-A-V. Remember, holiday season's around the corner. Get some extra money. Go to BetOnline.ag. Win some money with us. And also, betterhelp.com slash Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, for 10% off your first month of therapy. Take care of your mental health, especially during this holiday season. Nobody wants to see you down. Go to betterhelp.com slash Eagles and take care of your mental health. Co-host Connor Miles here. My co-host Ed Crass as always. Ed, you wrote, I thought, you know, there's always like these stories that come out during the week for Eagles stories when it comes to Eagles beat writers. And they... One of them always captures your attention during the week. There's always some kind of storyline that a beat writer makes that captures the attention of the whole entire fan base, and they talk about it and discuss it. You had that hit piece this week, in my opinion. And it was about the Rashad Penny. Where is he? Are we going to unleash him? And the opportunity to do so is never better than right now. And I agreed with your thinking in this piece because before I say this, look, we are all human. We all make mistakes. Human error is a part of life. And is a part of being human. And I can't put myself in Kenneth Gamewell's shoes to say that I don't. Because truthfully, Ed, I've seen you do it. And you know you have. And I've done it myself personally. When somebody goes online and says something negative about us, we respond. It's human nature. But there's a time and place for it too as well. Not during the halftime of a football game when you just made one of the most boneheaded mistakes uh, for your team. So... You and I had talked about this during the week, and I referred back to the Aguilar situation in 2016 when Doug said, I just got to make him inactive. He's detrimental to the team right now. And it was nothing like this, where he's sending a uh, DM to a fan who's trolling him on social media, but it was for detrimental play. And that fumble alluding with, he's breaking the NFL rules technically because it's against the rules to answer or be on your phone during a live game, regardless if it's halftime or not. I think it's grounds for, hey, we're going to you know make you inactive. We're running on a Super Bowl run. You made a boneheaded play, and instead of making it up for a halftime and soaking in the adjustments we're making and everything we're saying, you're answering somebody who's giving you a hard time that's not even a part of this locker room. And again, I like Kenny Gamewell. Played, played video games with Kenny Gamewell. Think he's a good person. Consider him a friend. He made a mistake. 
consequences come with mistakes. That's part of life. We've all gone through that. Does not define him as a person. Ed, I'm going to let you have the microphone now and discuss this piece that you had. Uh, yeah, um, you know, and it's interesting because Penny isn't in the locker room a whole lot to talk with. Now, he was in there this week leading up to the Dallas game. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to him when he comes in. He's not usually in there long, but he did talk to a couple writers. But I was uh, I was talking to – I can't remember. I was talking to another player. It might have been Fletcher Cox. But um, anyhow, <clears throat> uh, my story just basically said that the Eagles really need to, you know, give Penny a run here. Um, we haven't seen him do anything, uh, obviously this season, he's been inactive for most of the, uh, most of the season. Uh, he did get three carries against the Vikings in week two, only nine yards. Um, you know, but this, aside from what Kane, what Gainwell did and, you know, listen, I think that you need to do more than just words, but Nick Sirianni's a, a player's coach and, you know, he's backing, uh, backing up his running back, for better or worse. He's going to run him out there. He's still the number two guy. Um, but aside from that, you know, the Eagles running game, uh, I know they're throwing the ball very well, and you can't really do both. I mean, you're either going to have a lot of passing yards or you're going to have a lot of running yards. But, you know, this Dallas defense can be run on, and uh, it would be nice to see the Eagles try to run. And Kenny Gainwell has not really shown up in the run game even – aside from what he did at halftime last week. I mean, he's only got 150-some yards, one touchdown, a couple pass catches. But, you know, he really hasn't been that kind of game-breaker that you'd hope to see. He hasn't been the answer inside the red zone where the Eagles like to run the ball. Uh, Penny's a bigger back who might be able to get those tough yards inside the red zone. And, you know, I don't see the harm in, in making him active. And, you know, kind of elevating him to number two to see what he can do. I mean, they signed him here for a reason. Uh, and I know that reason was kind of uh, put on the back burner after they acquired DeAndre Swift. But I think, you know, Penny deserves a shot to see what he can do. And I think by sitting Gainwell or just making him, uh, you know, kind of irrelevant on game day, if you want to have him active, fine. Uh, but I, I wouldn't, you know, I try to send more of a message than just words like Nick Sirianni's doing, and and I'd let Rashad Penny uh, handle the handle some carries. Were you around the media scrum that was talking to Gainwell? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Gainwell spoke today, and um, yeah, I haven't uh, had a chance to replay what he said, but you know, he was asked obviously about his production. You know, why the running game hasn't worked. I mean, this team hasn't run for over 100 yards in three straight weeks. I mean, that's a bit of a concern. Um, so he was talking about that. He was talking about how he does check his phone at halftime, usually at, just to check up on how his family's doing, what they're saying. Um, and then he just kind of clicked on the wrong thing and brought up this person who was giving him a hard time for the fumble that he had inside the five. And that's kind of what led to his uh, – you know, to his halftime response to this fan uh, on, on giving him a hard time. Uh, you know, when you're a Super Bowl championship team and you have these aspirations, that's just a thing that you just can't do. You keep it careless like that, in my opinion. But also at the same time, I mean, I miss when we were all just men about stuff. You know, the first the first thing that comes into your mind when a player messes up is I'm going to go DM him and give him a hard time. That's not, that's, that's just, I, I, I don't know. I guess I was raised to be a man and some people weren't, but that's just my opinion. Cause I think that's ridiculous. Cause yeah. that, that's, that's the last thing. Come on, Ed. I mean, 
I know you, you're an old school guy like myself too. Like that's the last thing you would think of is to give somebody a hard time who just went through a hard time, especially yeah. on social media when it's not face to face and you're hiding behind a keyboard and then you take a screenshot of it and post it. I, there's two wrongs in the situation. There was no right. Let's just right. be honest. So right. stupid. I get, I get where Nick Sirianni's defending his running back. I get where he's defending his team because that when you say fan, Ladies and gentlemen, let's put the fan in air quotes because that's not a fan of a football team to act like that. That's just you're just trying to get notice and attention. And I hope you got the attention you deserve. It's only going to last a week. Anyways, moving on. I agree with this Rashad Penny take, though. The reason being is everybody's asking to trade for running back during the trade deadline because they don't think they have enough juice in the backfield. And that was, you know, they had Eagles had that problem before in 2017. Well, yep. Garrett Blunt was perfectly fine. Everybody was great with him, he was productive. Still was productive even when they got Jay Ajayi. Nothing would take that away from DeAndre Swift, in my opinion, either, if you have more of a commitment to a balanced attack and running the ball more. And include Rashad Penny. I completely agree with you. I mean, Rashad Penny is one of the best running backs in yards after contact. I have no idea why they don't give the guy a shot. I was kind of leaning towards this theory that you put in my head episodes ago that maybe they're trying to give him an opportunity to get his legs back underneath him from that major injury. And I'm like, you know, that's how the Eagles... Jason Kelsey said it himself this week on 94.1. The Eagles are the one of the best organizations in the NFL in taking care of your body. They care about, I don't care about you being on the field for me immediately. I care about you being on the field for me the long term. So I'm with you. I know that the plans were skewed when you didn't expect to acquire DeAndre Swift the way that you did during draft night, but DeAndre Swift has still never been the bell cow in his career. He's never been the guy that you give to a certain amount of time and Sirianni himself said he was he was concerned about the usage of DeAndre Swift earlier in the year so if you are concerned about that and you need the extra juice at running back why don't you use one that you acquired that you haven't hardly used make him be like that trade deadline acquisition that everybody begged for they got the wide receiver in Julio they got the safety in Kevin Bayard I think they had the running back in Rashad Penny given his track record so let's, let's see a chance I'm 100% agreement with you I thought the article was perfect and I do think you need to send a message to the locker room with this Gainwell situation though too which agree with me, disagree with me. I'm not up for debate on it because I could see it go both sides. This is a very, very, very close brotherhood locker room. And what Kenny did did not impact it at all. But I do think you need to send a message that we're here to do a job here, folks. Jason Kelsey is about to be out the door. This is probably his last season. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's Brandon Graham's last season too as well. Mm -hmm. There's some guys on this team that need to win now and need to focus on winning and if we're struggling against Washington and we're creating turnovers by stupid mental, stupid mental mistakes, and your main priority is to be on your phone after that when we're trying to correct those during halftime, there needs to be a message sent. So, yeah, lack so, of focus. I mean, I, I agree with you, but you know, you don't know how many players are actually on their phones. I mean, he had right. his phone out and he just did the wrong thing. You know, you can't respond to a fan at halftime of a game, even after coming off a fumble and. uh yeah, I agree. I think it gives the Eagles a perfect chance to sit him down and see what Rashad Penny can do. Um, but they're not going to do it. I mean, uh, I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, it's going to be Kenny Gainwell's show. And listen, to his credit, he did talk to the reporters today and he answered every question they had about the about the situation. And, you know, it sounds like he's ready to put it past him. He learned a lesson and he's going to move on. And if it happens again, then then we got a problem. Right. I don't think it will. I don't think so either. One mistake does not define a man, but you have to pay the consequences of the mistake. That's it. That's just life. That's how it goes. But what's interesting is Boston Scott hasn't been at practice for a personal matter. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Rashad Penny's been available this week to speak for the first time forever. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I mean, listen, they had Boston Scott active. I mean, all he does is return kicks. And they, I know he had caught a pass against Washington for about four or five yards. But they, you know, and Nick said it, it's hard to even find a role for him. You know, they're just they just rotate the two backs and they they don't go off off script and bring in a third. So if Penny's active and Scott isn't, we'll see if he even gets any carries. And he was active one game after he had those three carries against Minnesota. He was active in Tampa and he never saw the field. See, those excuses would be valid to me if your backup running backs were producing. They're not. Yeah. Those, those excuses are not valid when your rushing, rushing attack is struggling the last three games and your backup running backs that you're relying on so that you don't use this usage for DeAndre Swift that you alluded to that you fear of are struggling. It doesn't make sense. That that doesn't that does not add up. You need to give me some evidence to prove why they're worthy of getting these carries because people are right to be concerned of why Kenny Gamewell is always in the red zone. It's just not working. He's a better pass blocker than DeAndre Swift, sure. Eh, but how, by how much? I mean, I think there's a fair debate right now to be made. Would Boston Scott be more productive in Kenny Gamewell's snaps than Kenny Gamewell is in his own? It, it's fair to be said, but I, I they got to try something else. That's just the bottom line. That's the reason why you wrote this article because he felt this way. The production yeah. in the back in the in the uh, back end of the backfield is just not there. They need to have a change. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I, I absolutely agree, but. You know, Nick doesn't see it that way. You know, he uh, he backs his players 100%. Well, the Eagles are a 7-1 football team for a reason, so that might be the right move. And we're just outsiders looking in. and Because he, he did say it to himself in that press conference when he was defending Kenny, you guys aren't seeing what I'm seeing. You guys aren't seeing what we are seeing in our building. I'm putting the best running backs. I feel like the best running backs are out there. He's right. I'm outsider yeah. looking in, to be honest. So, hopefully, I mean, if that's the case, then dang, you just wasted a million dollars on Rashad Penny this offseason just to wear Eagles sideline apparel, be like an extra coach. That's that's yeah. a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he also, and Nick also said, like, uh, what if I benched Jalen Hurts after he, you know, threw a couple interceptions, or what if I benched AJ Brown when he had a couple fumbles? Yeah, it's just it, it's ridiculous. I mean, the guy sticking up for his guy. That's it. That's... I know, but Kenny Gainwell's not in the same pedigree as Jalen Hurts or AJ Brown. Let's face it. I mean, he's a he's probably a backup running back at best. You know, maybe he can fill in. I know he had a great playoff run last year, but you know, he's not a lead running back. And you know, I'm not sure that he he's the answer in that role. He's got one year left on his deal. Maybe he can grow into it, but. I think at this point, three years into your career, you are what you are. And, and Gainwell's, you know, he, I just don't think he's a, a guy you want running the ball 15 to 20 times a game. All right, well, let's move on to this offensive line discussion because it looks like we the Eagles may have a different starter at right guard against Dallas, which is, you know, I I didn't think Suopeto was bad for what he is, but there was struggles there, especially when it came to the rushing attack. And Cam Jurgens did activate the 21-day practice window, which is an exciting that's another addition by subtraction right there. We're getting Cam Jurgens back on this team as well. But Tyler Steen, Ed, he's looking like he's been practicing next to Lane Johnson. He may be he's in poised to make his first start potentially. Well, I think if if Sua can play and you know he has been listed, I think as a full participant. I'm waiting for the uh, injury report to come out. We're doing this, at, you know, a little bit before four o'clock on Friday, and the injury reports out soon, due out soon, but. If Opeta can play, I think it's going to be him. I mean, I, 
you know, I, I think he will be the guard that will play. But, you know, we have to keep an eye on Cam Jurgens here. Uh, he's been listed as limited uh, these two days during the week. Um, I'm not sure he's ready to return. Maybe, like you said earlier, the Eagles like to make sure they take care of their guys. They have a bye next week. You know, maybe they'll give him the extra week uh, if he's not quite 100%. <clears throat> but I think for Steen to start, it would be a situation where Cam's not activated. If Cam's activated, He's your guy. Okay. But then what are you going to do to get him on the roster? Maybe Opeta goes to IR. I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to get rid of somebody, whether it's a release or it's uh, someone that gets put on IR. Maybe Bradley Roby goes on IR, but he's already missed two games. I think the injury would have to be pretty bad if they expect him to miss another four games on top of the two that he's already missed. So, you know, that's kind of a quandary the Eagles have to figure out too. But I think Steen, you know, he could be in line for a start if those things don't happen, if Cam's not activated and if Opeta is questionable or he's listed as out. Uh, I think that's the only way Steen starts. I think Opeta's still second team uh, behind Cam, and I think Steen is coming on is coming on strong, but I think Opeta still has the edge in the way the coaches think. If he's healthy, it'll be Opeta. I'm gonna be honest with you, I think the Eagles are kind of leading on what their their plans are. Grant Calcaterra, I I think he's gonna get the phantom concussion out for the year injury. To be honest with you, because of his track mm-hmm. record, they want to be safe with him. Yeah, I think it that's could, it could be a season. It could be a career render for him. I mean, he had the concussion yeah. history and he retired from the game, uh, college game before he got drafted. Then he came back. So yeah, that's uh, you're right. It could be Grant Calcaterra that gets uh, gets set down on IR. What do you think about this game coming up? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Ed, I need the Eagles to beat Dallas. I need Joan Hurts to beat Dak Prescott. I need to see it. I need it. I would love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good game. I mean, I think, listen, I think the Eagles are a better team, you know, talent-wise. They have a better roster. But the better team doesn't always win in the NFL. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um Everybody thinks the Eagles need to win this because they don't think they'll go down to Dallas in a month and win down there. I, I disagree with that. I think these teams are probably going to split. I don't know where, you know, where the wins are going to come, whether the Eagles hold serve here and lose in Dallas or vice versa. I don't know, but I think these are two good teams and um, you know, the Cowboys really want to come in and, prove that, hey, we, we're getting overlooked here, right? Uh, we got drilled by the 49ers three weeks ago, uh, weren't even in the game, and then they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. That's the only win the Cardinals have. So the Cowboys are looking for some respect. The Eagles, of course, are looking to gain you know a bigger gap in the standings uh, over the Cowboys, and we all know that the NFC East hasn't had back-to-back winners since I think it was 03-04 when the Eagles did it. So history is against the Eagles, but still, I think, yeah, it's a big game, but they play again in a month, and I think whoever wins this game doesn't win the second game. I agree with that, though, because they always split. It just seems like there's never like a, well, sometimes there is with Dallas, but I mean, I, I, I agree with you, though. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a sweep this season either. I think I just don't want to lose to the Cowboys at home. I know. I know. And then there'll be panic. Panic will ensue. Yeah. Um, everybody will be down on the Eagles and the Cowboys will be riding high, but a long way to go. I will say it's concerning because this is the first game of a six game stretch, I think, where the Eagles are really going to be challenged 
Um, you know, they have the buy in there, obviously, but you know, there are six tough teams, the Cowboys twice as part of this six game run. So it would be nice to hold serve at home and it would be nice to get this, you know, challenging six game stretch off to, you know, on the right foot. Um, and listen, I, I think they will, I think the Eagles will come out ready to play and they'll, they'll be ready to go and, um, you know, and they'll find a way to do it, but it wouldn't surprise me and you either. I'm sure if Dallas found a way to win this game, but I, you know, I, I hope not because then we're going to have to deal with the sky is falling on the Eagles for two weeks. Cause they're off. And then they go to Kansas city on a Monday nighter when they come back out of the bye. So, you know, there'd be a lot of negative talk, uh, <laughs> panic to talk, uh, around the Eagles if they were to lose this game. So I think they'll find a way to hold serve at home. I'm also pretty sure this is the third time out of four years Jalen Hurts has been in the NFL that he's playing Dak Prescott head-to-head. Pretty sure they only played twice against each other because of injuries and separate occasions. It, that's, yeah. I mean, you really want Jalen Hurts to show up and now perform Dak Prescott in a, in a victory. I mean, I don't care about the stats. I don't care about the box score. I never have, never will. Especially when you have Jalen Hurts as quarterback. It's just forget about it at this point. The guy's a winner. Just take what he does production standpoint and his winning standpoint and ride with it yeah he's, he's taught us all that but i want him to lead this equal team to victory at home against the dallas cowboys and at least set a tone and set a message to these guys because i think the cowboys look at the eagles like they're always beatable i do i just i, I you always feel that kind of energy from the, that team that they think that they're still the top dogs of this division and the eagles have yet to prove that even though all the accomplishments the eagles have had these last couple of decades. I mean, it just always seems that way. They always seem like they always treat us like the little brother and get them at home. We got them right where we want them. Dak Prescott's finally healthy playing this game. Go out there and destroy that offensive line that's struggling right now for Dallas with Tyron Smith. Who knows if he's going to be out there or not. Um, go out there and just set the tone with the pressure. Set the tone with the turnovers. And then just ride this offense and open up the rushing tack a little bit more because I don't think Dallas is good against the rushing at all. Open it up. 18th, or 18th in the league now. You know, statistically speaking, they're not very good. And then their losses, they gave up, I think, 220-plus yards to the Cardinals on the ground, 170 to uh, the 49ers on the ground. So, yeah, r- run the ball. I mean, this is a game where yeah, they're hard to throw on. You know, Deron Bland, their cornerback in Dallas, having an all-pro season. These guys got four interceptions with three that he's taken back to the house. Um, the other side, you have the veteran Stephon Gilmore. So it's a hard team to pass the ball on. So the Eagles are going to have to find a way uh, to move the ball. And I think the best way to do it is on the ground. Um, and the problem with that is, is Jalen Hurts' knee isn't 100%. And he's a big part of that backfield success. Um, he opens up things for the running backs and he's able to gain yards on his own. So, you know, that might that might force the Eagles to throw the ball a little bit more than they might want to. I know we're preaching the choir here and in an Potentially has a good shot about happening, but it would be a nice time to sprinkle in a new wrinkle to your offense and the rushing attack. Uh, with Jalen Hurts is also knee wheeling and dealing. This is, you know, we just keep adding on these more reasons to say, like, let's see what Penny could do. I know everybody looks. I've I've had some people that are mixed on it. They'd rather trade for running back because of how Penny looked in the preseason. I completely understand, but I you you captured me with this theory of. Maybe they really are just letting him get his legs back underneath him and, and he'll be fine again because he was a protective running back in Seattle when healthy. Right. That could be it. I mean, but here we are eight games in or, yeah, uh, eight games in. I mean, you have nine games left. 
you know, if right. you're going to use Penny, it's it's time. It's time to, you know, take a look and see what he has left. If he, you know, because he did look a little bit slow in, in preseason. He didn't, you know, he didn't look like he was 100%, to be honest. So, you know, maybe having these uh, two months to kind of get that knee right, a little more treatment and rehab, you know, maybe he comes out and he, he can be his old self. That would be great. But we're, we're that's more of a wish than an expectation at this point. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us, guys. Ed, what's your score prediction? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say well, it's the first time I've been asked it all week. I'm going to go with the Eagles uh, 27, the Cowboys 23. Wow. You'd be kind of negative on the Eagles and picking the scores lately. So I've, I'm kind of liking that one right now because <laughs> from the – what game did you – oh, yeah, the Rams. From the Rams game and then yeah, to yeah. the Dolphins game, which I was also negative on too. But I like to hear that. 27-20. All right. All right, so well here, let me excuse me. Breaking news on a okay. Friday injury report: uh, Roby's out, third game out. Bradley Roby or uh, Boston Scott. I'm sorry, he's out. So we're probably going to see Penny active. Oh. He could be the X factor in this game if he's active. They might use him. All right, so Scott's out. Roby's out. Uh, Grant Calcaterra out, and Cam Jurgens is out. So Sua Opeta was a full participant in practice. Uh, for the third time this week, I'm expecting Sua Opeta to start on Sunday with this news. And it's interesting that Cam Jurgens could not answer the bell here. Uh, but again, it's like you said earlier, Eagles like to take care of their players. They're probably just playing cautious with him, knowing they, they have just week. activated the 21 day practice window. I, I'm not too shocked about that. Yeah, well, they did that with some other guys this year. Uh, I can't remember who, but they did that earlier. Offensive line's really tough, though, man. Oh, Nakobe yeah. Dean. Yeah, Nakobe Dean had his practice window opened, and he answered the bell days later. But, yeah, I mean, I, listen, they must be happy with the Opeta-Steen combination. Um, but I think it's going to be Opeta. If he's a full go, I think it'll be him that starts at right guard. But he still has that hip issue. So, you know, maybe the Eagles do go with Steam because maybe even though he's healthy, maybe he'll be the backup this time. Maybe they'll take it easy on him. I mean, it's really a big question mark. But I'm going to bet it's going to be Opeta. And I still think the Eagles win 27-23. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, no, 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 no. That was good news because you just gave him the pod clip that we're going to use at the end of the episode now. So I appreciate that. Okay. Anyways, I got Eagles winning 24-16. Okay, 16 points. Yeah, right. Their offense, the Cowboys offense is, you know. And now, because we got that Boston and Scott news, the X factor of Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny could be the guy. Sprinkle that in there, baby. Let's see it. All right. We're going to do it for us, guys. We'll talk to you soon at the beginning of next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you soon. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.